happy weekend to you. Hopefully, you're going to have a great one. It is 8 a.m. on Saturday, January 20th. Almost p.m. though, inching towards noon. It's about 11.27 here on Saturday morning. As always, we got a great show. We're going to get this out before I start my busy weekend. I am refereeing Rochelle Rec League games starting at 2. Then I'm going to WLPO to do some work. Love doing radio gigs. I'm super excited. Then tomorrow on Sunday, I got basketball games that I'm refereeing in Streeter, followed by a basketball referees meeting in Ottawa. Just a busy weekend. Got a lot of things going on, including busting out another amazing episode of Edge of Your Seat podcast. My name, your host, is Brandon Lachance. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can catch all of them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcast. That is with an S. It is plural. Backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Socials, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter or X. Still trying not to say Twitter, but it's so hard, so hard, so hard. On X, it is Edge of Your Seat P. Edge of Your Seat Podcast, too long to fit, so we stopped at P. Edge of Your Seat P. You can also hit me up on my personals. On Facebook, it is Brandon Lachance. Lachance looks like L.A. Chance. If I was a rapper, that'd be my rapper name. But Brandon Lachance looks like L.A. Chance. On X, it's at LaShance Writer. On all those sites, X, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the website, anywhere that you see Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please like, five star, a million star, retweet, repost, re-everything, comment, share, all those fantastic things to help us move up the algorithm so you see us more and to help us do what we're doing and that's highlight showcase everything going on in northern and central Illinois. If you have any questions, suggestions, you like or dislike something I or a guest said, or you'd like to sponsor Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. As always, much love, appreciation to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, for the creation of the intro and outro beat to every single episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, which is brought to you by First State Bank. 19 locations in Northern and Central Illinois. Great people, great policies. They know what they're doing. I've been banking with them since 2011, approaching 13 years as I know it was after college that I started. So we'll say July or August of 2011. About 13 years of banking with them. I have all my funds, all Edge of Your Seat Podcast funds, all everything, everything financially surrounding me is with First State Bank. I recommend you do the same. Reach out to a local branch near you. On this show, episode 315, we'll have some putting in the work. We do accomplishments and awesome stuff that's going on in our area with sports. Our area is an hour radius of Mendota, which includes 49 high schools and three junior colleges. Mix and match, we go through some national topics, some Illinois topics, and just chat about them. It's always fun. 
always bring up a lot of different things. And of course, we have a guest. Our guest today on episode 315 is Morris competitive dance coach, Megan Post. We spoke with her after last year, Morris finished second at state in class 1A. For the Morris program, they had trophied seven times out of 11 years. That's crazy. Now they're going back, trying to do it again as right now, today, today is the sectionals for competitive dance. So we spoke to her in between seasons, but there's a lot of stuff about last season. There's a lot of stuff about the legacy of Morris Palms, Morris Dance, and there's a lot of stuff about this year and what it means to Megan Post and the Morris competitive dance team to do well at the sectionals today and the state tournament next weekend. Let's give all our best wishes, all our thoughts for Morris as they're trying to do what they were so close of doing last year, and that's winning a state title. They are going to be at the Class 1A Fieldcrest sectional today with a bunch of other schools. In 1A is obviously Fieldcrest, Putnam County, Hinkley Big Rock, Kiwani, Sterling, Streeter. In 2A is LaSalle, Peru, and Ottawa. And then 3A is Yorkville. Other teams that we cover are in the Algonquin sectional, as in 1A is Sycamore and 2A is DeKalb. So we got a lot of dancing going on in schools around us in our area. So go get the job done. Bring home sectional trophies, advance to state. Hopefully, you know, we can get as many as we can. We would love to see everybody get there, but being in the same sectional, that's impossible. But, 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 we can get as many as possible because this sport is growing, growing, growing. Obviously, cheerleading and dance has been around forever, but it seems like now it's more in the public eye. I mentioned this in the chat with Megan Post. After the sectionals last year for competitive dance, there was post everywhere over all social media about this team did this, this team did that. They're going to stay. This was awesome. I had never seen it like that before. Never, ever, ever. And I've been on social media, paying attention the way I do, doing podcasts, writing stories for newspapers, writing stories for magazines for quite a long time now. 2005 is when I started my career. The social boom started right around there, right after. And, you know, I've been doing it ever since. So to see it to that level was pretty, pretty awesome. Also going on today, January 20th, are boys bowling sectionals. In the Rockford Jefferson sectional, we will have all of our competitors. Teams that advanced out of the regionals, Geneseo, LP, Yorkville, and Mendota. Also individuals that were not on an advancing team, Hall, Ottawa, Caneland, DeKalb, Sycamore, and Rochelle. So we have a lot of postseason stuff going on today. Man, say this again, best wishes, do your thing. I don't need to say good luck because we know that you know what you're doing and how to get it done. We're going to be here, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, cheering you on. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? Pay off a high interest credit card? Or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, 
or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can't afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online also. Check out FSB's premier account that pays higher interest for doing a few simple routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quill loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. Putting in the work on Thursday, January 18th in Henry, the St. Bede Lady Bruins defeated the Putnam County Lady Panthers in the Tri-County Conference Championship. Our last episode, 314, was with Putnam County. Jared Sale, now graduated Gracie Chuchi, now senior Ava Hatton, and now senior Maggie Raquetta. I say now because Hatton, Chuchi, and Jared Sale chats were after they won last year. There was some stuff going on about this year, and of course, Maggie Raquetta, also on the team, put them together, have a great episode right before the Tri-County Conference Championship. From what I understand, it was a great game, obviously rivals, they wanted to beat each other. St. Bede just got the upper hand, 53-29. to 29. And this was the Lady Bruins, and St. Bede in general, first year back in the Tri-County Conference after being in the Three Rivers for at least the last decade. I came to the News Tribune in LaSalle in 2011, in August, and they were already there. So at least 12 years they had just left the Tri-County Conference or were it was in the motions around that time frame. So 13, 14, 15 years since they'd been in the Tri-County Conference. Making the TCC All-Tournament Team from Roanoke Benson, Avery Alford. From Henry Sinatuan, Caitlin Anderson. From St. Bede, Ellie Bosnich. From Marquette, Lily Craig. From Marquette also, Caitlin Davis. St. Bede's Ashlyn M. Putnam County's Ava Hatton, previously mentioned, friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. St. Bede's Ella Hermes, who is also a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Midlands, Sophie Milroy. Putnam County's Maggie Riquetta, also friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Seneca's Alyssa Zellers. Congrats to all them. Man, pretty impressive getting on this all-tournament team. The TCC tournament is fun to watch, fun to cover, fun to pay attention to every single year. Speaking of St. Bede, I was at their MLK Day tournament for the sophomore boys and some of the cheerleaders on the sideline. I was running back and forth and I was staying there for a little bit as I was calling the game and a couple of the cheerleaders, they said, hey, we like your podcast, keep doing it, we pay attention, we listen. That was awesome for me. Thank you for listening. Always appreciate all the listens, all the downloads, all the everything, all the shares, everything that's been going on with Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Much appreciated. It was cool in the middle of a game. And I had to wait to acknowledge it because the action was like right in front of me. So I'm a referee, whistle in my mouth, calling a game. And these awesome cheerleaders are saying, hey, good job. Keep doing the podcast. And I was like, I want to say something, but I can't right now. So after the dead ball, and I was still there, I said, hey, thank you. I really appreciate it. I got to pay attention to the game. So I couldn't, you know, react immediately. And they started laughing. They understood. It was super cool. It was a cool moment. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Let's get to some more putting in the work. We're going to go to December 20th and December 21st. Every episode, we'll get in some more, get in some more accomplishments, cool stat lines, things of that nature. Right after I bring up this news topic, can't forget this. The Marquette Christmas Tournament, which has been at Marquette for the last two years and was at Marseille's for a long time before that, is now moving to Seneca, Seneca High School in 2024. So later this year, the next Christmas tournament, the dates are set for December 26th, 27th, and 28th. Always an awesome tournament. Seneca has got a new gym. They've been putting in, they've been putting in the work for a new gym, and it's going to be awesome there. Not that the tournament wasn't awesome in Marquette, which is a historical gym, or Marseille's, which was awesome for for a junior high or grade school gym. That gym is top-notch. I have said that since day one. Every time that I walk into Marseille's, I've ref some games there. I covered this very tournament there multiple times. Always a great, great basketball Christmas tourney environment. Seneca's gym, I'm going to include a photo of the gym on this podcast, on the socials, so you can check it out. I'm excited to see the tournament, go to the tournament in Seneca. Now, let's get back to December 20th. Girls basketball, Yorkville beats Matea Valley 56-41. Brooke Spikowski, 19 points. Laney Gussman, 10 for Yorkville. At this point in the season, Yorkville 10-3. and Wrestling, Sterling beat Rock Falls 36-34. Not very often you see a two-point wrestling match. Sterling victorious. For Sterling, 165-pounder Tatum Olawin had a pin in 331 and 175's Gage Tate had a pin in 117. For Rock Falls, 285-pounder Jacob Hostler had a pin in 354. 132-pound Aiden Oquendo had a pin in 28 seconds. And 145-pound Alex Espinoza had a pin in 130. Boys Swimming LaSalle Pru beat Metamora 59-33 for the LP Ottawa Streeter Co-op. Chris Lowry won four events and Jonathan New won three. Girls Basketball, Serena 46, Seneca 40. For Serena, Michaela McNally had 14 points and Seneca's Alyssa Zellers had 12. Back to wrestling, Amboy, Kiwani, Ottawa, Marquette, and Riverdale all wrestled. Kiwani beat Riverdale 42-41, beat Amboy 66-18, and Marquette 62-24. Staying on the mats, but we're moving to December 21st. Sterling beat Fulton 67-12. Pins everywhere. At 165, Tatum Allen in 517. At 175, Gage Tate in 247. At 190, Hunter Bertolazzi in 158. At 285, James Allen in 535. At 113, Evan Jones in 247. At 120, Kale Lyons in 42 seconds. At 138, Emmanuel Ariola in 249. At 150, Broden Van Holzen at 316, or in 316. And at 157 pounds, Isaiah Mendoza at 148. Whew, that's a lot of pins. And it makes sense that they won 67 to 12. Girls basketball, Polo beat Oregon 47 to 34. 
Polos Cameron Jones had 18 points. Sycamore knocked off Yorkville 58-43, giving Yorkville a 10-4 record. And Marquette, in a blowout, beat Samanac 62-21. Boys basketball, Anawan defeated Rova 79-76. Five Anawan players were in double figures. Boys bowling, Dixon outrolled Rockford Christian Life by almost 1,000 points. Dixon had 34-14. Rockford Christian Life had 24-29. Dixon was led by junior Wyatt Miller with a 6-16 series. Like I said, more putting in work coming in future episodes as we love to see, hear, follow what these kids, teams, coaches are able to do during the season. And now the postseason. Thankfully, I haven't had to look for employment in quite some time because of my journalism career, which brings you this very podcast. However, if I was looking, I know where I would send an application and resume. Starve Rock Wood Products in Mendota. My brother-in-law and friends I've had for 20 years work at SRWP. They tell me all the time about the manufacturer and everything the place offers them as employees and the product value offered to the customers. Starrock Wood Products, which makes cabinets, doors, trim, stairs, railings, and provides custom millwork, employs 130 people throughout the Illinois Valley and the surrounding area. My friends always talk about the great benefits and vacation time, the ease of the four 10-hour days in production, the promotion opportunities within, and the fact SRWP has a job for everyone. After reaching out to the blossoming business for a story in a newspaper, I found out Starve Rock Wood Products underwent new management in 2023 and new president, Michelle Christ, VP Sales and Marketing, Steve Parisi, and Director of Operations, Tom Hayward, are excited to take the company established in 2014 to new heights. If you're interested in joining my family, my friends, and the new management team, check out the career page on StarveRockWoodProducts.com. Call 815-538-7797 or drop off your resume at 1501 Washington Street in Mendota. Time for some mix and match random topics. We're going to stick with NBA and NFL on this one. NBA real quick. Carmelo Anthony talking smack about Denver Nuggets and his number 15 not being put in like a legacy or retired because Carmelo Anthony in his mind did so much stuff for Denver Nuggets and he should be an icon. (laughs) Pretty much I'm paraphrasing some things that he said. But yes, he wore number 15 and now Nikola Jokic is wearing number 15 and Carmelo Anthony feels like the Denver Nuggets are trying to sabotage his legacy and what he did in the NBA and what he did for the Denver Nuggets, or what he had done, let me talk right, and what he had done for the Denver Nuggets. My question is, what did he really do? They hardly got past the first round. They went to the Western Conference Championship one time, did not win any rings. He was a Carmelo Iso ball hawk. I mean, Melo Iso is what I thought and called it every time he did it, and other players. Vince Carter was dynamic for doing that too or well known for doing that but Carmelo Anthony took it to a whole new level as soon as the ball got in his hands it stopped he either shot it or there was a turnover or something hardly ever any passes yes he got into the top 10 scoring list of all time which 
Probably by the end of this year, he's going to be passed by Kevin Durant. He'll fall to number 10. Awesome. Great individual accomplishment. But team-wise, for the Denver Nuggets, he didn't do much. And he begged his way out of the organization to go play for the New York Knicks. Yeah, I want to be honoring you. I want to be hoisting your jersey up in the rafters and be like, oh my gosh, number 15 is only Carmelo Anthony's because he was so great. Individually, yeah, he could score points. Barely play defense, and the teams never went anywhere. Nikola Jokic, in just a few years, they won an NBA championship. He was the NBA Finals MVP, and he's won two MVP regular season awards. Not last year, but the two years before then. Jokic is destroying the legacy that was in number 15 before he got it. I'm just saying, Carmelo Anthony, give it up. You weren't a team player. I don't think you're a top 75 NBA player like they announced you as and you've been put in before the 75th year of the NBA. Oh, man, I, I hate to bash on players. And yes, he could score the ball and he was fun to watch. And coming out of college, he was my guy. I thought he was going to be better than LeBron James in the 2003 draft. I really did. I had Carmelo Anthony as the dude. I was like, eh, you know, LeBron is killing it in high school, but it's not going to transfer over. We know how that has worked. We know what LeBron is. We know what Carmelo Anthony is. LeBron, a far better player. Give it up. Nikola Jokic was given the 15 and now has done great things with the number 15. And I will not, I will not be surprised if the 15 is hung in the rafters with Jokic on the back. Going to the NFL Starting with two coaches that is staying. Mike McCarthy with the Dallas Cowboys is staying in Dallas. And Mike Tomlin with the Pittsburgh Steelers is staying in Pittsburgh. I thought both were going to be let go. I thought it would be a great move for both of them to be let go. Especially with the other coaches that are on the free agency list. Including Bill Belichick. Mike McCarthy has won one Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. And he's had great teams. He had great teams for many years in Green Bay. And he's had a great Dallas Cowboys team that everybody is like, oh, they're a Super Bowl team. Well, they're going to win it. And then they fall short. I don't think it's because of the talent that they have. I don't think it's because of injuries that have knocked out players. I honestly, honestly, honestly think as a football observer, a football every weekend, every Thursday, Monday, you know, I'm watching football, paying attention to it, looking at stat lines, looking at all kinds of stuff. Mike McCarthy is not the coach to push next level. He's not, he's not going to bring a great team to awesomeness. He's not going to take good to great. Okay, to get, he's not. He's not. His coaching philosophies, what he's doing, X's and O's, is obviously not putting the team next level. I don't think he's going to. I think Dallas is going to be, hey, we'll get to the playoffs, maybe win one, that's it. But they didn't even win one this year. When they were labeled as the best team in football for, I'm going to say at least half of the season, especially especially after the Philadelphia Eagles did a nosedive. Don't know, but I know it's not Mike McCarthy. Mike Tomlin, he's done great. He's awesome in Pittsburgh, and I know Pittsburgh's got this thing where they've had three coaches, and they stay on as long as they want to or until they retire. Mike Tomlin, I'm not saying retire, but I think he needs a new scenery. I don't think it's Pittsburgh. And if it is Pittsburgh, get the man a quarterback. Get the man a quarterback, because that was the big downfall this year. The divisional games start today. The first one is on in about three hours. It's still not noon yet. It's 11.56. I think it's 2.30 or 3. 3.30 is the first divisional game. That's Houston at Baltimore. I'm going Baltimore Ravens. 
Lamar Jackson's got a lot to prove. C.J. Stroud and what Houston's been able to do has been awesome. Great storylines, especially winning last week in a wild card game. But they got guys banged up. C.J. Stroud's been banged up a little bit this year. I mean, all quarterbacks usually are. But Houston a little banged up more than you would like. Baltimore's defense is number one in the league. Lamar Jackson has got all kinds of pressure, boulders on his shoulders to actually get this Baltimore team to the Super Bowl. I think they at least get to the AFC Championship here with a win over Houston. Green Bay at San Francisco. This should be a great game, but I'm going San Francisco. I think their defense is just a little bit better. Their running game with Christian McCaffrey. You know, Brock Purdy's got to show up. But so does the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love throughout the season. He's had awesome, awesome moments, especially towards the end. He looked great last week. But then he's got the downfall moments where he throws picks and looks bad. Not saying that he's going to do that against San Francisco. But now you're at a higher podium. You know, you're at a higher stage. You got more people watching. You got all the pressure, all the stuff on you. We'll see if Jordan Love can do it. I'm not saying he can't. I'm not saying he can. Let's just see him do it. But... San Francisco has also got that pressure. You've been a great team for the last few years, and you haven't been able to get a Super Bowl. Get it done. Tomorrow's game's Tampa Bay at Detroit. This is going to be interesting. Baker Mayfield has been playing great ball. The weapons that he has are awesome. Tampa Bay's offense has been clicking. Their defense is good. But there's just something in me as an NFC North guy. Obviously, I'm a huge Chicago Bears fan. Knowing that Detroit has been so awful so bad for so long, and now they have a team that can actually do something. They are not great at stopping the pass, so I have a feeling this is going to be a shootout of all shootouts, just hoping that Detroit can pull it out. Kansas City at Buffalo Bills, this is the game of the week. This is the game of the divisional round of the playoffs, AFC right here, Kansas City, Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo. This has got to be Josh Allen's time. If Buffalo does not get past Kansas City right now, they're 0-2 with Josh Allen as quarterback, Patrick Mahomes as quarterback for the KC Chiefs. If they don't do it right now, it's not going to happen. It's not. It's not. Everybody's getting older. They are kind of banged up. They seem like they get an injury every week. However, however, Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen can do anything, and I got to go with them against KC Chiefs. I don't got to. I just ain't. With us already being, not us, the NFL, with the NFL being in the divisional rounds already, Super Bowl right around the corner, February 11th, the entertainment has all been announced. We already knew about Usher at halftime. I'm excited about, always been an Usher fan. Reba McIntyre, country legend, is singing the national anthem. I'm super cool with that. I listened to her growing up. My mom's a huge fan. I'm super cool with Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. Post Malone singing America the Beautiful. Super cool with that. He's got a great voice. He can sing. Let's do it. Andra Day is going to have a pre-game performance. I do not know Andra Day. Don't know the music. I might dig in a little bit before the Super Bowl to figure out what I'm going to listen to. So I'm excited to hear something new. Also, with the halftime show, Jay-Z's Rock Nation and Emmy-winning producer Jesse Collins are going to be co-producing the halftime show. Super excited. I mean, Rock Nation does great things. Jesse Collins don't know all the work, but your Emmy-winning, it's got to be top-notch production. Make 2024 the year 
of stronger connections with Surf Fiber Internet. Whether you want to keep in touch with your loved ones, work smarter, or have fun with your family, you need a fast and reliable internet connection. With Surf Internet, you'll enjoy an ultra-fast fiber internet connection that has equal upload and download speeds, no buffering, no data limits, and no contracts. Plans start at $35 a month. Visit surfinternet.com or call 1-833-544-2982 to check availability. Well, that's the end of the intro. Big shout out to the local athletes that are participating, competing in IHSA sectionals today as competitive dance sectionals start and boys bowling sectionals start today, January 20th. Hopefully everybody does their best. We get some more accomplishments and all the cool things that we say during putting in the work. So go do it. Go do your thing. We're going to send it off to our interview, our chat with Megan Post, the coach of the Morris competitive dance team. She's been there for a long time, decade, finished second last year, second by 0.05 points. I didn't mention in the beginning, 0.05 points is what separated first and second class 1A state competitive dance last year. Unfortunately, Morris was second. Now they're coming back to get that championship starting today, once again, at sectionals, the class 1A Fieldcrest sectional. Let's hear a word with our sponsor, Mendota Ford, and then we will chat with Megan Post. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Edge of Your Seat Podcast, following it, seeing who I got on as guests, listen to me talk about stuff I want to talk about that I think you should know about. And thank you to everybody that reaches out, says hello, says, hey, keep doing a good job. Hey, I'll listen to this. Hey, that guest was awesome. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Keep coming back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time. Peace. The chat you are about to hear with Morris competitive dance coach Megan Post is brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. General manager and sales manager Jason Hintz is just as dedicated to partnering you with your dream vehicle. Plus, he has the assistance of Caitlin Henry, who joined the staff in July. Need a good on-gas mileage, long-distance work car? Jason and Caitlin got you. Need a bigger vehicle to get your little athletes to practices or games? They got you. Need a big, tough truck for equipment and construction sites? They got you. Mendota Ford has your vehicle for your needs. Right now, Mendota Ford is offering 0% for 48 months on all new 2024 Edges. Qualified buyers, of course. Jason and Caitlin will make sure they track down your new ride and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. And you can always call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. And when you do, don't forget to mention where you heard about Mendota Ford as the dealership has a referral friend or family member program. If you buy a vehicle, the person or podcast who referred you will receive $100. Never done this before. 
not really chatted about cheerleading or dancing. Not that I've never been a fan. I've always been the guy that said, hey, this is a sport. Always, always. I think some of the things that they do, I know I could never do even in my athletic prime. So, to see that the Morris team did so well this year, I had to reach out and chat with Morris dance coach Megan Post. Megan, it is a pleasure to have you on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It is a wonderful time to be joining you today. I appreciate you reaching out, and I'm excited that we had this opportunity to sit down and chat for a little bit. Definitely. I hate to start it out that way, but there's always that deal with dance and cheerleading. If whether or not it's a sport, whether it should have a state competition, I am serious. I've always said, yes, it should. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it took us years and years for IHSA to recognize it as a sport. Um, IHSA has actually only recognized it as a sport for the past 11 years. So when I was in high school on the dance team, we did not, it was not recognized as an official Illinois sport. It wasn't until 2012 that IHSA finally recognized it as an actual sport. We have been uh, pushing for that for years and years and years. So it's great that it is finally recognized and that more people are like, wow, yeah, these girls are talented athletes. They are amazing artists um, and they are just overall, they are athletes. And especially this year, I saw all the love or all the you know excitement through different either dancers or coaches or just schools Twitter. Like, hey, this team's going to the competitive dance IHSA state tournament. And it was just everywhere. And I was like, hey, it's really cool that this is actually happening now. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, you know, that's something special about dance and cheerleading is that we, you know, even if we compete against each other, we still root for each other and we're still super pumped. Um, we celebrate other teams' successes and, you know, it's oftentimes that we are competing against ourselves. We're not necessarily competing against other teams. At least that's kind of how we look at it. In my program, we always try to be better than what we were at our previous competition, not necessarily go out there and try to beat other schools or, you know, get the best score. Obviously, that's our end goal, but we always look at it as be better than yourself. And so then we are still able to cheer on you know, those teams that we do compete against because, you know, we're not rivals. We're there to support each other and lift each other up and encourage each other. No doubt. That's pretty awesome. So you said you were part of the team. So you went to Morris High School? I did. I was on the dance team from 2005 to 2009. So you graduated in 2009 then? I did. Yep. Awesome. And then did you go to college? I did. I went to Illinois State University. There, I kind of took a break from dancing for a little bit. You know, starting, I started dancing. I was three years old at a studio here in Morris. And so when you dance for, you know, nonstop for good 14, 15 years of your life, you know, you kind of need a break from it. So I went to Illinois State University. I got my bachelor's in elementary education. Came back to Morris, um, and it just so happened that the year I graduated high school, or college, um, the assistant coach position opened up for Morris Palms, and I, you know, jumped right on that. I knew that I had always wanted to come back, be a part of the program, because it was a huge influence in my life, and it shaped me into who I am today. And so that was kind of my big goal was to come back and now be that person for these high school girls and so it worked out perfectly for me I started coaching in 2013 and haven't left since 
So you got a good 10 years under your belt. I do. I'm starting year 11 this season. That's awesome. So you have the experience of being a dancer and then now you have, you know, a decade as a coach. So you can offer these girls, you know, not just like, hey, I'm babysitting. Like you can give them real life experience and show them, you know, the next level. Yes, definitely. And that's, you know, as a coach, that's what we hope to do is inspire these girls and, you know, teach them about hard work and perseverance because, you know, this is not a program that is for the faint of heart. You know, we practice hard. We practice long hours. We are dedicated. My expectations are pretty high of the athletes that I coach, you know, not only in the dance room, but outside of the dance room, in their classroom, in their studios, in our community. So just teaching them those life lessons that what it means to persevere and push yourself maybe outside of your comfort zones to see that end result and see how it all pays off, you know, that's a great opportunity for me. And it looks like it transitions pretty well. You won the sectional 1A, you had a score of 89.87, which kind of ran away with it. Number two was Streeter with an 81.2. Then you get to the 1A competitive dance state tournament, and you finish second with a 92.35 but you only finished second by .05 as Jacksonville won with a 92.4. So, I mean, you guys were right there and pretty much dominant in 1A across the state. Yeah, you know, and that was um, that was kind of our goal. I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie. Our season started off a little rocky. We hosted a home competition, and we ended up second place. But it was something, it was a learning experience for the girls because they took that moment and then they, they lit a fire, you know, under, under their butts and they got moving, they got working. And so to see kind of how their routine started versus how it ended with that score and just, you know, their pride and their joy in that moment of coming off that state floor, you know, that was great feeling to see kind of how their routine came full circle, how their bond as a team also grew. And they danced, you know, as a unit out there, not as individuals. Um, they danced as a team. And so that's so important as well. Got to have that team dynamic, right? Absolutely. That is either going to make or break a team. You know, I tell the girls every season, it's, you know, we kind of live by united we fall or united we stand, divided we fall. If you are not a united front, if you are not dancing for that girl next to you, you will never have a chance at being on that podium or even making it to day two. And so we kind of live by that mentality that you got to have each other's back. You got to know that you got to trust the girl next to you, that they're going to do their job and they're going to do it right. So we kind of stress that pretty hard in our team. So from you and your team, what was the reaction when it all comes down to the end and you guys finished second by .05? Was there some disappointment because, you know, there wasn't a state championship or was there, you know, like, hey, we were right there. We have everything to be proud of. You know, coming up, because last year we were the state champs, um, and so we had high expectations. We had high hopes for this season um, to kind of double that title, go back to back. And so there was definitely disappointment in ending second, especially when it is by .05. That was super tough. Um, that was a hard pill to swallow. However, you know, we try to stress to the girls, we have brought home in the last 11 years, we have brought home seven state trophies. You know, these, this team, this program has been able to walk across that IHSA podium seven times in the last 11 years. 
And so it is a huge honor because there are so many teams that, you know, just want to make it to state. And then their goal is to make it to day two. And they are so excited. The initial moment was disappointment. And, you know, and that's going to be when you're coming off of being a state champion and you want you want that again. You have that hunger. You have that fire to not get that. It's definitely disappointment, but for me as a coach, it's also my job in that moment to make sure that they know it's still a huge accomplishment. You are still second in the state. You are still some of the best, most talented, hardworking athletes. Once time had passed and we digested it a little bit, then it was more like, okay, yeah, we're awesome. Like our dance was phenomenal. We are insanely talented. And so we deserve to be proud of this. That had to have been tough, and that's kind of why I asked that question. I know if I was part of a team that lost so closely, and I keep accidentally saying lost. You didn't lose. I mean, you just finished second instead of first. By .05, I know I would be crushed, and it would probably take me a long time to, to get over that. I'm a very competitive guy, though, so. And I'm sure a yes. lot of people on your team, and you are as well. Yes, and I will say this routine, you know, there have been two routines that have been super hard for me to get over our loss, our, you know, our state runner-up title. It was this one and one from um, 2020. You know, our routines were phenomenal those years. Not that they have been any other years, but these two routines specifically, you know, in my heart, in my gut, it's like these were, these were it. These were, there was so much passion, there was so much talent, there was so much skill jam-packed into this that, you know, I didn't think there was really any question. Yeah, there are some that I that it's hard to get over. It takes me a long time. There are still days where I will go back and watch the routine, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness, I cannot believe it turned out the way it is. You know, it's actually funny because I had said that this past season was going to be my last year coaching. Ten years, I have two kids at home. I have a three-year-old and a, and a nine-month-old. And I had said, like, okay, this is my last year. This is my last year. And then State came around, and, you know, we – we get second by .05, and I was like, um, all right, I have unfinished business now, so I'm, you know, coming back for another year. You can't walk away with that being the last time. You can't. Absolutely not. Nope. I know in the heart of hearts of any competitive person, any athlete, any coach, you're not walking away after that. No, absolutely not. And I, you know, all the parents, the girls, even my husband was like, you are not done. You know, I'm like, yes, I am. I'm going to, I'm going to calm down. I'm going to let my emotions settle. I'm going to give it a week. And my husband's like, Meg, you are not done. You are staying for sure. He's like, I know you. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely staying. But I, I, you know, I gave it a good, like two, three weeks of processing and it's like, okay, nope, unfinished business. We're, we're coming back again. I give you props for not doing the uh, out of spite of the husband thing. Oh, so you do think I'm going to come back? Well, fine, then I'm not. <laughs> you know, he is super supportive. You know, he's a firefighter paramedic, and so he ends up taking, like, all of January off. Um, he trades, so then he's working 48 hours at a time, so that way I can focus on practice and competitions and state for all of January. And he's home being stay-at-home dad, and he rocks it, so... That's awesome that you got that dynamic so you can, you know, fulfill your passions. He gets his time, you get your time, and then you know it all works out. That's awesome. Exactly. You said in the last 11 years the team has been on the podium or, you know, received state medals for, the, for seven out of those 11 years. What placings have all of those been? So we have been runners-up six times and the champions once. 
So we have brought home six state runner-up trophies and one state championship. So you might have to stick around for at least another, like, five years to make it six and six, right? You might tempt me. (laughs) (laughs) But that is pretty amazing. I mean, obviously, any athlete wants to finish first, but six second-place trophies and a state championship seven out of 11 years. When you said that, I'm not going to let my jaw drop just a tad. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible because how many athletes get the chance to say, yeah, I've brought home four state runner-up trophies or I've brought home a state championship and a state runner-up, you know? Not many athletes get their names engraved on that piece of metal. And so in our high school, we we have a trophy case that we have that we have all of our, you know, state trophies in. And it's, it's a pretty big honor, you know, for my alum to come back and be like, oh, yeah, there's my name, there's my name, there's my name, there's my name. Like, I would have killed for that in high school, you know? I don't have my name as an, as an athlete on any trophies. And so for them to come back and, you know, eventually, you know, maybe show their kids one day, like, hey, here's everything I won in high school. It's a huge honor for these athletes and these dancers. Most definitely. Is your name on it as a coach? They are, all seven of those. My name are on them as a coach. That kind of just adds to your story. Like, hey, I wasn't able to do this as an athlete, so I had to come back and I had to coach other athletes to make this happen. Yeah, and I will say, you know, when I was on the team in high school, the only reason it was not on there is because IHSA was not recognized as a sport. Um, When I was on the team in high school, we had 35 state titles. When I graduated, we had, so this program, I shouldn't say me as one person, but as a program, our team had won 35 consecutive state titles. Consecutive? So So like 35 years? Well, so it would be 15-ish years, 15, 16 years, because we competed in categories, Um, and so Morris always competed in POM and hip-hop. And so every year we would bring home a state title in POM and we would bring home a state title in hip hop. So we would win two state championships a year because we competed through a circuit that recognized categories. Whereas IHSA, you compete against everyone. So there could be a kick team out there and you're doing a lyrical routine and you're competing against each other. Whereas when I was in high school, those two types of routines were separated. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, I mean... Yeah, so this program has a long-standing history of being successful and bringing home many state titles, and just it's an honor to be a part of this program, to be an alumni of the team and now being a coach of it. It's a, it's a pretty big honor, so our Morris Palms is a big thing. Yeah, I had no idea about the history of it. Thank you for sharing that with me because I had no idea. Yeah, absolutely. One question before I let you go. I mean, we talked before I hit the record button, and you actually teach, but not at the high school. I do. So I actually teach first grade at a local elementary school here in town. Um, So I get to deal with six and seven-year-olds all day, you know, put on a show for them, and then I get to go in the evening and have fun with, you know, 14 to 17-year-olds. So I kind of get the best of both worlds. Do you do any recruiting as a first grade teacher or maybe maybe not recruiting, but scouting like, hey, this girl is already athletic. I could see her being part of my team. Oh, absolutely. We have palm clinics that we host every year. And so our palm clinics are for preschool through eighth grade dancers. 
so I've been able, you know, to be a part of them for the last 10 years. And it's like, I can see girls that are in first, second grade that it's like, okay, I'm going to watch them as they grow up. And it's like, now those girls that I watch, they're now on my team. And so it's definitely fun for me to see these girls grow up and see them change throughout the years and come into their own as dancers. And now they will dance for me on my team. That's pretty cool. And also as their teacher, you get to build a relationship with them. They trust you. And then as they go into high school, they're part of your team, but they don't see you every day, all day at school either. So you have that relationship, but enough distance where, you know, it's not too clingy or too attached or too, you know, because that sometimes can cause issues. But this way you got enough distance, but you got the relationship. It actually sounds like a win-win kind of dynamic. Yeah, it's a great one. You know, I wouldn't change it for the world. Awesome. Well, thank you, Megan Post, the competitive dance coach at Morris High School. Wow. The history that you have talked about and everything that goes on with Morris Palms. Uh, I'm going to have to come check you out next competition or something like that because you have me very excited of what you guys do. You know what? We would love to have you at one of our competitions. I can absolutely send you our schedule. We'll be uh, hopefully chatting again next year at this time, hopefully. That would be awesome. And that would mean, what, 8 in 11 or 8 in 12 years? 8 in 12, yep. I think it's going to happen. You know, I hope so. We've been planning for this next season, and uh, the routine we have planned is definitely going to be out of the box. It'll be different. It'll be something that um, we haven't done before, um, and so I'm excited to see it laid out on our future team, and hopefully the uh, out-of-the-box ideas uh, pay off for us. But we're definitely going to be sending a message this season. (laughs) Awesome. What I like is this year just got over and you're already planning for next year and already got like an idea, like a blueprint. Yep. You know, this job never stops. It's something that I'm super passionate about. I love doing it. You know, there will be nights where I pop up at 2 a.m. in the morning and I'm like, oh, I got to write this down because I love this idea for practice or I love this change for the routine. And so it's it's a never-ending job, but it's so worth it. Awesome. This seems like a good place to stop right here. Megan Post, thank you again for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and we'll keep in touch. I'm going to have to have you back. All right. Thanks so much for having me.